Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Visa and Collector's Universe. Thanks. All right, uh, to kick things off for the weekly plays, um, I'm doing some experimentation with deeper in the money covered calls. Um, and I'm just doing my same old, same old Shopify stuff. Uh, all of my trades, my wins and losses, you can see at datagang.com slash Juni. Uh, I invite everyone to look through all my trades, all my DD, all my uh, reasons why I went in uh, to certain trades and, you know, ask questions uh, amongst yourselves more like use it as a platform to, uh, you know, ask the right questions to Google, right? Like, why is selling a deep in the money covered call a good thing or why could it be a bad thing or how does a short naked put blow up um why is a short naked call dangerous uh when do you close an infinite loss opportunity or uh, um, environment or trade right all of these questions you can derive from me uh you just use my trades as a scapegoat it's like wow juni did really awesome on this trade let's look at i mean i don't know like what the stock price was trading at when he entered the trade and maybe i want to do some cross analysis on uh whatever the graph looked like at that time um but you can also look just straight up look at my worst trades i've ever done and you can see a pattern right like i mean i'm on the website right now i don't know if you guys could hear me clicking guys and girls could hear me clicking but um i can tell you right now my worst losses were events of me either hedging or having a really, really firm idea. Um, I had a very, very firm idea um, with, oh my gosh, what's the QSR? When the chicken sandwiches thing was a, was a big deal, like I feel like that got me got. And I felt like thesis has never really mattered from that moment on. I... <laughs> I mean, I've had many theses before. Thesi, I have no idea what the plural is for that. I'm just gonna say theses. Uh, if I sound, if I, if I don't sound smart, I mean, I'd rather just go out with that one instead of thesi. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, my worst losses are ones that had a lot of conviction. Uh, my my worst losses are the ones that I really felt like I was going to win. Uh, my second most uh, worst trades are when I hedge right like obviously you have a long position on something and if you want to hedge uh you'll short uh that position just a little bit um while buying yourself more time to click more premium on the trade or whether it's just like maybe it's a hedge on your entire portfolio and you're scared that the market's gonna keep crashing down in march when in fact it didn't so you know those are some of my biggest losses too like for example i have long naked puts on spy uh at the 200 uh, strike I mean, looking at that now, it's just like, wow, you know, I, I, might, I should have probably just not traded until then. Um, but I thought the market was going to keep going down. And I kept it as a hedge. It was like 1% of my total portfolio. And I thought, hey, this is pretty responsible of me. Uh, but retrospect is always twenty twenty, right? Like, it's obvious that next time I'm not going to do it uh, or I'm not going to hedge. I'll just choose to trade less, which is a lot of the philosophy I have now um, growing out of the COVID crash. Um, not to say there's not going to be another crash, but uh, I think I'll just be better informed and better traded uh, during the next one. Uh, 
Um, and it's moments like these where if you record all your trades and you actually put in a good amount of due diligence, um, then you can look back and really remember these moments for what they were. And next time this uh, moment happens again, you'll be more prepared. Um, I mean, you see here, uh, my DD for this uh, long naked put was hedging in lieu of employment numbers tomorrow. No trigger set. I've already sold the covered calls I wanted as well. Um, and then my closing note for it is this was absolutely worth the peace of mind that gave me the confidence to play all the trades I did during the recovery. This is how you responsibly hedge, not by switching sides and going all in, but hedging for a percentage of your nest egg. So like, I mean, I, I swear I did not read this before I talked on this, on this episode. Um, so I mean, there it is, right? Like I opened this hedge knowing it was like just one percent of my total portfolio at the time which i think was like around 100k so i spent like 1.2k on puts and if that went to zero i was going to be perfectly fine right oh 1.2k that seems like a lot but size values all relative right like that's one percent of my portfolio uh and you don't see me Going, putting in 50k for long naked puts trying to make money on the way down i just in fact rather put one percent away into a long naked put position that makes me money if the if the market continues to go down but it didn't and so me having this hedge gave me more confidence to play all of the other uh trades i did during that time which got me into the very green territory for this year so just Use this as a little anecdotal piece from me um, to have a little bit more inspiration to start logging your trades. Because the sooner you start and the sooner you make this a part of your ritual to like actively get better at trading, the sooner you'll see results, right? Like it, this is a hell of a lot better than you blindly opening trades, crusty-eyed waking up at 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up and then randomly buying calls and puts right? Like this is infinitely better. And it shows a lot to your demeanor and, you know, your principles. If you, if you don't want to spend the 20 seconds to, uh, log the trade, like, do you really feel like the trade is going to work out? Or do you think you're just praying and you really want the money quick, right? Like if you can't spend 20 seconds to input a trade and show like why you did it, I don't think it's a good idea that you do it. Uh, but to each their own, if you don't want to log on theatergang.com, um, I'd urge you to please at least log it on your private computer. Um, you know, you don't have to share whatever you log. You don't even have to log all the things that you want to. Uh, it's just it, get, it gets you in a good habit of thinking twice about your trade because you have to not only log your trade, uh, but you also have to execute it after. So you log it, execute it, or whatever order you do it in. There's just more steps to get you thinking about the trade rather than just blindly swiping up on the Robinhood app. Um, so yeah, just wanted to give you guys and girls that little piece of anecdotal advice um, from me. Okay, and to top off the uh, weekly play section of the episode, um, I thought we were done with earnings, um, but I guess I just completely forgot about retail and one really big company, so I'm, we'll get there. So I'll just quickly blow through it. Um, we got JD uh before open on monday uh nothing really exciting after close on monday before open on tuesday you have uh, walmart and home depot as well as kohl's uh, after close on tuesday you got lazy boy 
Um, before open on Wednesday, you got Lowe's and Target. After close on Wednesday, you have the big name of the week. You have NVIDIA. Before open on Thursday, you have Alibaba Group. Uh, after close on Thursday, you have Ross. Uh, before open on Friday, you have John Deere and Foot Locker. I say this every earnings. Um, earnings are dangerous, uh, but play them. If you want to play them for fun, just don't be mad when you lose or if you lose. Uh, they are strictly just for fun. If you have a system or you're having a great week, uh, just continue doing whatever you're doing. Maybe dabble into a little bit of earnings as like a treat to yourself, but like this should not be a main component in your strategy because as you all know, you can report that you have the strongest quarter of the year uh, and the strongest quarter you've ever had in the entire span of your company, but the stock can still go down because market manipulators, uh, people are taking profits, um, you know, this one really random metric going down this quarter compared to last quarter, despite growing profits was the main reason it went down. There's like a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo people like to make up. Uh, earnings are so binary. They will destroy you or they will make you the happiest person ever. And I just don't think it's worth the risk if you are already doing really well. Something I need to mention uh, two is, uh, say for example, Walmart and Target. They both report this week. Um, that's the same thing with uh, Home Depot and Lowe's. So Walmart and Home Depot both report before their counterparts the next day. So before open on Tuesday, you have Walmart and Home Depot. Before open on Wednesday, you have Lowe's and Target, right? So these are main competitors, but you have to understand that this is less about taking each other's market share, but the uh, person, or not the person, but the company that reports first will affect the counterpart for the next day uh, before even reporting. So for example, Walmart, if they say like, hey, foot traffic was down and also e-commerce is not doing so hot there's a good chance that while walmart goes down before the earnings report uh, for target target will also go down because walmart is a lot like target right and so when walmart says hey less foot traffic less e-commerce traffic their their counterpart despite being competitor uh, can also go down and will most likely go down this isn't about taking each other's market share it's about like how their business model works because or how their business is doing um uh, one really rare case uh where this where this is not true is um when intel and amd reported right A uh, intel said they could delay some some nanometer chip whatever number that's at now uh and amd uh promised to continue delivering on good numbers and everything and they're hitting their deadline so when Intel reported that AMD soaked up a lot of their market share, but I'm using quotes, and so a lot of a lot of people probably liquidated their Intel shares and put them in uh, and converted it into AMD. Um, but this is all just a hunch. Uh, this is all just things that I have noticed uh, playing earnings for quite some time uh, and just passing on the knowledge to you. I will not personally be playing earnings uh, this week. Um, I don't know why I felt like I had to mention that. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe on the Twitch live stream, I will play earnings. And it would, be, it would be really fun if I actually played earnings. I think I might do that. That actually sounds really fun. Um, and then we go in with the right attitude. And then hopefully I lose. And then I just say, like, this is all for fun. 
and then you just see a tear <laughs> go come down from my eye. <laughs> that might be funny. Um, but yeah, that, that's the earnings for this week, and that ends the weekly play section of this episode. Okay, uh, new website updates. There are updates uh, for this week. Um, so previously, I have mentioned that it'd be really cool if I saw more people starting to um, write cool due diligence with their trades and like really get into like why they're doing the trade that they're doing and leaving good notes. And I've been getting a few emails saying, hey, Junie, my trade's not going through, uh, and I don't know why. Uh, and I had to do a little bit of digging and it it was obvious to me but it was not obvious to the users um there is a maximum character length for trades uh for each note uh it's a maximum length of 420 characters and um it just wasn't clear that there was a maximum length so now there is a trade note uh length warning and also ux to stop you from pushing the button if the message is too long um, and main reason why it's like I have a defined length is not there's not actually that much reason um, I feel like you should be able to get your point across with under 420 characters uh, if I can do it um, you know this things things like uh, due diligence with like large paragraphs of text it might like look cool it's like really nice to like drink your morning coffee and read through uh, but that's not what this platform is about. This platform is more about like, you know, sticking to a system, listing some notes down, and tuning your system as you get better and better and better. And you know, as you trade, you're not going to write uh, paragraphs for each one you do, but you can start writing the basic things. Like maybe you record your POP, your probability of profit, the delta, the theta, gamma, uh, <laughs> and just like naming things. Like obviously, the reason why you went in the trade. Um, and all that stuff. So um, there is now a trade note length warning and UX to help that issue. Okay, um, last one here. Uh, there is now an email warning. So like when you sign up and you uh, ask for the invitation email to make an account, sometimes that email never gets uh, received. And there's a couple of reasons. Like some people are using really, really old domains like sbcglobal.net or AOL and those will get those will have higher bounce rates than if you just use Gmail so I just put in a little friendly warning saying like you if you use like an old account or something old email uh, then it's probably not going to work um, but I'm doing my best right now to work with uh, my email bot thing that sends the invitation email company mailgun <laughs> I said that really really long um, I'm working with Mailgun to determine like why so many are bouncing, um, but right now, just to put it in perspective, about 2% of emails are bouncing. So it's not an, a huge issue, but I can understand why it's annoying for someone that's really excited to join the platform. So just know that I'm currently working on it, and it's a great problem to have, and I'm very thankful to have the problem. Okay, uh, I lied. That wasn't the last thing for the new website updates. Um, this week... Uh, I made a 
100 basically 100 bucks a 107 dollar donation to a uh, woman who code and this is to perpetuate uh that data gang supports women uh and would love women in tech and would love women in and also finance right like being in fintech is really cool um and hopefully this money goes to uh being able to uh, host more workshops um you know because no, no one really wants to just straight up leave work to do uh, a workshop. You, you want to get paid or you want to be able to like buy the supplies that you need. Um, so the money will go to things like that. Uh, I got a comment on Twitter saying like, or asking like if I'm a feminist. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to be like taken back by that or not. I don't know if being a feminist is even like a bad thing. Uh, and if you want to label me as one, I mean, like, go for it. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody, like, I do this for all causes, right? Like, I've donated $100 to Autism Speaks under Theta Gang's name. I've donated $100 to the Minnesota Freedom Fund for the BLM movement under Theta Gang's name. And I've now donated $100 to uh, Women Who Code uh, under Theta Gang's name. Uh, I'm just very open to making sure that Theta Gang is inclusive and is a very positive community because this finance doesn't have anything like this right now. It's a very scary field to go in, uh, let alone tech. So I hope this paints the picture a little bit better um, of just how I want to help others under the Theta Gang name. Um, you know, I wanted, I just want to be known as the dude that not only talk the talk but walk the walk right like if if i just constantly said i want to make this a more inclusive community and didn't take steps to show uh through small gestures that like i'm actually about what i talk about um then it's not gonna it's not gonna work right like you're not gonna join a movement where you uh like don't believe in the person leading the movement or like you don't believe in the others leading the movement right that i'm not the only sole leader in making sure everyone's inclusive everyone's doing their own part in their own ways um but these are my own small gestures that i want to do um uh, because i have really really great patrons and ex-patrons and people that uh constantly use the site they're everyone is just so nice and i just want to take some of my success and passing it on to um, you know avenues that would potentially create more success for other types of people whether it be a different gender or different uh, whatever different background um, but yeah I just want I just want to say that um, uh, on this episode but you you'll you'll be expecting uh, or you'll be hearing less of this uh, as this gets like more regular uh, Okay, um, today's episode is a little bit less uh, options-oriented. Um, today we'll be talking about IRAs and a little bit about 401ks. Um, but I don't want you guys and girls to be discouraged about like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just skip this episode. Um, because there's a lot of benefits of having a IRA and a 401k. Uh, that have a lot of good implicit benefits to your options trading 
and a little bit of that will be shedded later. But I want to make the uh, I wanted to start off this section from an email that I received uh, sometime like last week, um, and it's what basically inspired this episode. So I want to I just want to go and give that give that a read right now. And then I'll give some thoughts to it and we'll get a little bit deeper into the details of an IRA uh, later. Uh, the email reads, Good morning, Junie. Uh, my boyfriend and I listened to your latest podcast yesterday evening while driving back home. He introduced me to your podcast and has helped me get into trading this year. I agree with your statement that women tend to be more cautious. So while he has put in about 20k into his trading portfolio, I started with 3K and have put in another 2K as I felt more comfortable. In the beginning of our relationship, I would say that I had the better hand on finances, but over the last couple years, things have changed and he has been very interested in the stock market and has been quite successful this year. I also agree that women will ask less questions because we do fear judgment for not knowing the answers. It was a great topic though and sparked several side conversations for us. So I am writing to you today to ask about IRAs. You mentioned teaching your friends about IRAs several times in this podcast episode. Do you have any literature or any other podcast about IRAs that I can reference? I currently put 6% into my 401k with my company matching me. Starting last year, though, they started (laughs) offering to match into an IRA or 401k. I continue with matching into my 401k just because I don't understand the difference or limitations of an IRA appreciate the guidance and we really love the podcast looking forward to the twitch stream next week regards k dude emails like these are the best like i'll have a super stressful work day and at the end of it maybe i like eat and then i like start to lay down my bed and then like i'll read through emails and i I, like there's these special ones that just like get to me it's like i mentioned it before if you actively try to do something for a specific purpose and someone recognizes it without you yourself asking personally for feedback on it like right they just like noticed it and like they say something about it like it's such a gratifying feeling and i hope this can spark some inspiration for some of you listening to start some things on your own for a specific purpose or a specific cause so you can have this effect on other people so k thank you so much for uh writing in Uh, i appreciate it a lot um, and let's just start answering a little bit uh, by a little bit of the email. So, I mean, just to start, let's just talk about what a 401k is and uh, why you should be matching like K is. So, uh, a 401k, uh, the best way I can think about it is just a stock portfolio that you and your company share uh, while you work for your company. You can think about it like uh, you and your company uh, share this Robinhood account and if you put in $2, uh, they'll match you uh, to $2, right? Like that's what matching means. They'll match up to a certain percentage um, that you put into your account. You should absolutely only put in as much as they would match because that's free money, right? They match up to a certain percentage. So you want to only put in up to that percentage. Otherwise, you might as well put that extra money into somewhere else. Um, you're probably thinking, hmm, you, you know, I'm making a lot of money and I want to save a little bit more uh, than the current percentage I'm putting into my 401k. So that's where a IRA comes in. An IRA stands for, I like say it all the time, I forget. It's like something investment retirement, uh, uh, <laughs> individual retirement plan? Nope, individual retirement account. Boom, 
an IRA. <laughs> See, you can own one, just not know what it what it actually stands for. That's crazy. Um, individual retirement account. Um, so you would put in all of your extra earnings in there. Um, the many benefits of a IRA is that it's non-taxed. So there's different types of IRAs. In a nutshell, if you make under $122,000, you want a Roth IRA. Uh, if you make over that, you probably want a traditional IRA. Um, there's many different pros and cons, uh, but you know, if you go on Google, you're mainly gonna find that it doesn't make a difference on which type you open. You just get taxed at different times. Roth is a little bit more lenient on when you wanna take it out or when you want to take it out for like an emergency, which is good for like college students that need to be a little bit more liquid than, you know, maybe someone like my age that's like in the workforce and just just puts in money, whatever. Um, now, you got to ask yourself like, okay, so if I'm just gonna put all my money into the IRA, like why did I not hear about this before? Why am I just, why did I just put it in my savings account for like the last like 20 years or like three, two decades, right? Um, because the deal is so good, uh, there's a limit. There's actually a annual limit that you can put in. Uh, it's a little bit higher. The limit's higher if you're older, but generally it's $6,000. Um, if you, you can only put into your IRA $6,000 a year. Um, and you're, you're also, you guys are girls are probably wondering like, how does this have anything to do with options? I'll get there. I promise. I promise. This will really hype you up. Um, so you put in up to 6,000. So like your priority list is you match whatever your company can match. If it's up, up to 6%, you only put in 6% and you have them match that. So you like kind of like double up. Um, and then you put the rest of it into IRA, uh, you put in up to however much is left, right? So if you can put in the entire 6,000, just put in 6,000 right now, um, and then put that rest into whatever you want. Maybe like an ally saving account or uh, put it into your trading portfolio or what have you. Just understand that, you know, as say for example, I trade on Tastyworks, I used to trade on Robinhood. If I made $1,000 on Robinhood, uh, I'd have to pay what, like 300 bucks to Uncle Sam or like to or like pay out pay for taxes. Uh, but if you make $1,000 in IRA, you keep the entire $1,000. That's a great deal, right? You don't get taxed on that. Or I, you know what, I don't wanna put a blanket term. Uh, you definitely get t maybe taxed less. Uh, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't want some finance guru listening to this and be like, well, actually, you just a bit. Just understand that IRAs are an amazing deal and that's why there's a limit. Um, I also want to uh, say that maxing out your IRA is not uh, good enough to retire. So, for example, like you say, you put in like six thousand dollars a year to this IRA, um, and um, you know one day you want to retire and you just don't want to work anymore. Well, that's not enough, even with compounding interest. I mean, it really depends on what your living situation is like. Are you gifted a house? You know, do you get passed down a house? Do you, um, I don't know, do you have a very expensive lifestyle or what, what have you? Um, but typically, the IRA is not enough. But it is enough to get people motivated to start getting invested into the stock market. And there's several different types of IRAs as well. So while all IRA companies uh, have the same $6,000 limit, 
each one has like their own system, right? Like you you go to one, maybe like Tastyworks and open a Roth IRA there, you can trade options in your Roth IRA. I probably wouldn't personally recommend that route, even though I'm like the Tastyworks guy, <laughs> I still wouldn't recommend that. Um, you can open one with Vanguard, but that's pretty boomer. <laughs> it's pretty boring too. It doesn't, I don't know, the UI kind of sucks. UI is pretty big for me. I need to have a good UI. Um, well, you can also, and this is what I use, uh, and I won't even give you a referral code. That's that's how much I believe uh, in, in this product, right? In this company, it's Wealthfront. Um, you can choose either Wealthfront or Betterment. I personally like Wealthfront a little bit more now. I used to use Betterment a lot more, uh, but I've since then moved everything to Wealthfront. Uh, I'm not going to give you a referral code. I'm not going to give you anything. I just under I just believe that it has the best UI. It's like really, really clean and it makes you really feel like you're in control of your money and you know exactly what's happening. Um, and the best part about it is um, they have this portfolio that when you deposit your six grand in, you know, say for example, you have the six grand ready and you put it in, you get to see how it's distributed. You, you know, some of it goes to emerging markets, some of it goes to the US stock market, some of it goes to uh, metals or what what have you you get to see the percentage allocated for each sector and you get to pick your risk assessment or a risk level risk factor are you worried about growth and um, something to say say about that is when you do sign up for these platforms like betterment or um, Wealthfront is that you as a younger person uh, should absolutely always be on risk level 10 like you can you can afford to do that when you're young you can't do that when you're older um, but you can do that while you're young. It's going to fluctuate a little bit more, but as someone that's younger, you are absolutely allowed to have that headway. So, um, you know, as I sign up uh, girls um, in real life uh, for like Wealthfront, I help, like help them set them up. Um, they'll usually like ask me when they get to the risk level step, they'll say like, what risk levels should I pick? And then I, I like doing this thing where like, I ask them like, what risk level would you do without my input and they say like maybe a little, like five or six and i'm just thinking like wow they yeah they really don't have that concept of like uh you gotta be risky when you're younger right like it, it, girls are just a little bit more risk adverse guys uh i mean they'll still ask it's absolutely a scary question it's like how risky are you gonna willing to be but their general answer is like oh you know uh eight or nine uh, you know, my one of my good friends, uh, Brandon, he, he was just already down for 10, and that's great. He understands you got to be risky when you're younger. Um, but yeah, so that aside, uh, Betterment and Wealthfront, great, great companies. Both of them are great. I just use, I personally use Wealthfront more. Um, and the main thing that you need to be able to do is deposit the six grand, and then you can depending on which type of IRA you open, and I'll let this be a little bit of research on your end, uh, you can write it off on your taxes, or would you rather not write it off as your income uh, the, over the course of these years? Would you rather just do it at the end? Uh, that's, that's up to you. So that's a personal choice, Roth versus traditional IRA. Okay, Junie. Um, yeah, I think I just listened to you for like 10 whole minutes. And uh, yeah, I do still do not understand where options comes in at all. Um, wow. Hmm. I think you lied to me. <laughs> uh, I didn't. So here it comes. The reason why I can trade as well as I trade right now, I attribute it all to feeling okay. 
I am never pressured to trade. I never feel like my back is against the wall. I always know I'm going to be okay. Uh, I treasure sleep a lot, so I don't like going all in. I don't like very risky options. I'd rather just sleep and wake up feeling good. It's like something that's very underrated. Um, but more importantly is the fact that I have auto deposits set up to some robo portfolios that just do stocks for me. Like I, it's really not hard to do or make money in the market if all you do is just buy stocks. Uh, a lot of you joke around that stocks only go up, but will choose to short the market, and it's like it's infuriating because like you're taking these snarky jabs and you're getting wrecked, and it's funny to me, and it it saddens me that's not funny to you <laughs> but we'll leave it at that so if you have your finances on in check if you match your 401k if you max out your IRA and maybe you uh, auto deposit some into a individual stock portfolio one that you can also open in betterment and wealthfront that's why I like those platforms so much is because they offer both solutions in one platform right and knowing that you are already actively investing helps your options trading tenfold because you're not in this scenario where your money is sitting idle, right? Like if you're options trading, a lot of your buying power, if you're not fully invested all the time, is just sitting in cash. Uh, and that doesn't do anything, right? You're not getting interest on it. You're not getting paid dividends on it. You're not doing anything with it. It's not compounding. So it helps my mindset knowing that I am doing a great job of maxing out my 401k, I'm maxing out my IRA, uh, I'm putting some away. Like if my options portfolio went to zero, I am still on track to retire on time. And you guys and girls all know I have a very, very uh, weird uh, fascination with being able to sell a uh, Amazon short naked put. I think that'd be super dope. Uh, and I just think that's dope. <laughs> one of my one of my patrons asked, like, why 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 do you why do you want to do it with Amazon? Like, couldn't you just do it with other other plays? There's so many other things you can do with 300k. It's like no, but it's like super baller. Like if you do a short naked put, I just want to do it once. <laughs> and then uh, I have another goal. It's like I want to have a nice house. I want a really really nice house. I want a secret compartment. I want a secret layer and have set up like five computers for whenever my friends come over and we play games or something i just all of that can be achieved if you just are responsible with your finances you can also do that by buying lots of naked puts and lots of naked calls and getting really lucky i do not put that against you if you are just that type of person and you want to continue doing that like good luck but you can also do that and do all of those things if you start like being responsible with finances today, it's never too late, I promise. I promise it's never too late. If this is what it takes for you to start uh, investing responsibly, then I am ultra glad I'm here on your day one. Um, but just understand that like, when you feel like your back is against the wall or that you need this trade to work, you're probably not in a good place in life, okay? You need to not need trades to work. And that's one of the key things about Theta Gang trades is that because they start off red, your mindset gets really messed up, right? Like 
you feel like you need this trade to work. Theta Gang says this trade works 70% of the time. Why is this red? Oh, I'm just gonna extra for a loss. I'm done with this. But if you have your IRA maxed out, 401k maxed out, if you have all these things maxed out, then you know that $100 loss doesn't seem that much of a deal when you're just getting better at trading, you're learning, you're doing all these good things for yourself. So you owe it to yourself to at least learn a little bit more about what I've talked about today. Uh, I think that's all I really want to talk about. And I hope that tied in pretty well of how uh, it ties into options trading. Um, like I said before, even though I'm a pretty hardcore, like Tastyworks fan, um, I wouldn't recommend doing a Roth IRA with Tastyworks just because I think you'll get too enticed into playing options with your IRA. An IRA should be something that's like sacred. Like you just never touch it. You keep on putting money in there and then that's like your very, very safe nest egg that goes up and down with the market, right? You can have a nest egg in your savings account too. But an IRA would traditionally grow like 7% versus the 0.02% in a savings account. So um, that's it. I, my, my voice or my throat feels raspy. I feel like I, uh, I really went in. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it. Uh, my outro will be just a little bit longer than usual. Um, but if you want to stick around for it, stick around. Otherwise, I will see you guys and girls next week. Uh, you reached the outro. You can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge, huge help. Uh, the Theta Gang referral code is Theta Gang, all caps, one word. Um, if you have already used it, email me. Uh, I'll check to see if you're on the list. Uh, and if you're not on the list, we'll check the next month and we'll just keep on going from there. Um, just know that you have to put in $2,000 and it needs to be a US-based account to qualify, but you get a cherry flare on the ThetaGang.com website uh, and you get access for like a month or like a month and a half uh, to my Twitter alerts. Um, I've been having just like a really, really good few months, so I've been letting people stay on my Twitter alerts a little bit longer than usual um, just because I feel like as I let more and more people just know that like my trades are real, like it'll 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 be a good thing for me in the future and it'll, it'll pay itself forward, right? Like if I invite enough people on Twitter and you know people use enough of the Theta Game referral code and maybe I stay, let some people stay longer than uh, usual, then you know it'll pay itself forward by maybe one person lashes on Twitter and says, hey Junie, uh, your trades are fake, ha ha. Uh, then someone on Twitter uh, that you know I've paid it forward to um, we'll say like, no, you know what, Juni, uh, his contract prices make sense. I get alerts right when he opens and closes his trades. They all make sense. Um, and I think that would be a really cool moment. I'm, I'm kind of just like waiting for that to happen because uh, obviously, you know, there's just some negative people uh, just out there. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't had that problem and I owe it to all the 3,000 people that look at my page every month uh, for that. So just thank you for all just visiting, you know, just checking out my trades and supporting the website and the podcast. 
Um, and I want to give an extended shout out to these uh, patrons here. Here, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to open <laughs> the Rubik's Cube timer because uh, I forgot to do it last time. So I just straight up want to see Rubik's Cube timer. I want to just see how fast I can say this stuff. And of course, um, wow, this looks a lot more different than before. Wait, what is this? Oh, this is nice. This is different. This is different. When I came to this website, like in high school, it was a lot more simple. But now there's straight up like graphs and statistics and stuff. Oh, and it tracks the time for you. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, dude. Okay, nice. Okay, 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 okay. Let's do this. So extended, <laughs> extended shoutouts to. Lifesaver 87, Shark Dog, France, Mike D, Slowmotion, Jay Z, and Mike Mikos, John Chan, Rico, Gaines Goblin, Hunter Joe, Pac Rose, Snow Lakes, Nomads, Mitch Brady, Joshua Oli, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, Dan J, Hetty, Nils, BK Trade, Big Potato, DM, Candor, Gonzo Damas, Bruce Dotio, Kate Na, Hatred Coach, Cynicism, Maltman, Mooney, Anthony 511, ATM Machine, Smokem, Mental Dum Dum, Crown Pound 95, Leo Jetson, Make More 2, Jensen, Bad Trader, Chicken Dinner, Go Out, Cowboy Dudes, Decentric, Salt Order, Here, Sucks, Lord Skeletor, Jetter, <laughs> Matthew Hans, Lazy Reserve with the Jester, the IR guy, Christopher Kingboy, Hermes Kaput, Weenie Hat Jr., Chuck Dilly, Expert, Bruno Rasir, Abstracto, Russian Bot, Shifty, Yoko Yu, Nance System, Messiah, JJ, Beast, Ah, 4042, let's go. <laughs> okay, so let's see. If I refresh, okay, I know it's 4042, so I'll just list that here in the. Just to. I mean, we're in, we're in the 1% territory, so I could just, like, keep babbling. Um, just so you guys and girls know, when I read this list, I have I just have an Excel sheet um, that just tracks all my patrons. So here we go. Let's see. So 40, 42. I'm just going to put it here before we refresh the Rubik's Timer page. I'm using ruwix.com, by the way. This is pretty legit. So if I refresh, ah, do they use local storage? I don't know. I could look, but I'm too lazy. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, okay, so it doesn't, it doesn't keep track, uh, it keeps track on the same session, um, but yeah, I'll just keep this here, so I'll make a new column, um, where should I put it, I'll put it at the bottom, because I have to always go to the bottom, that makes the most sense, this is ergonomic, <laughs> UX, <laughs> okay, so, um, times, and then I'll say 4042, and of course, this is going to change, um, depending on how many people I have, if there's more members than usual, but this is just something for fun. So we're not, we're not, we're not going to try too hard, but it, it did get my heart racing. I did just drink a Red Bull. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, sweaters have been ordered. I know, I know I mentioned this already. Uh, they're just on their way here and I'm so excited to feel them. Cause I, I just know they're gonna be, cause I have a Supreme sweater and it, you don't understand like like the quality of like Canadian woven things is so nice. Um, I don't know the price of where I'm going to list it. Just understand that shipping will be free and I believe shipping will be free even for international people. Um, but that will that price and that freeness of the shipping will be distributed in the and the costs of everything. It'll come with a free sticker. I'll most likely be giving one away on the Twitch live stream. I don't know if it's gonna be the first one, um, but I'll come up, or maybe we'll come up with a game altogether on how we can find a winner for the hoodie on maybe like the second one or the second episode or the second live stream. Jeez. Um, 
for those have, that have been wondering and have sent very kind emails, like I said, I read all the emails I get. Um, you know, a lot of the UX changes that I fixed this week are from emails that I've gotten, uh, but I haven't even responded to, right? Like, I, I just have so many, it doesn't make sense for me to, like, just reply to all of them. Um, but that's the pros and cons of, like, working by yourself, right? Um, maybe someday I'll hire someone, but it just doesn't feel good. Like, I want to be solo for as long as possible. Um, but yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but yeah, but for anybody that's been wondering, um, my mom's doing a little bit better. Uh, so that's that's been getting my mood up just a little bit. Um, yeah, I can't really complain. I've been picking up my guitar as a recent. I've been buying more Pokemon packs. Uh, oh, the Twitch set. Oh, it's gonna be so sick. Like literally everything is here. Everything is ready. Uh, I'm just camera shy now, right? Like, I'm just kind of buying myself time with, uh, just time. I'm ready to go. I could do a live stream right now if I wanted. Um, I gotta wait. I gotta have, I gotta wait for that, for that sign that just says, like, let's go. In two days, I'm about to live stream. Like, that's how quick it will be. So just keep an eye out for that. Um that and also the thing that uh that was mentioned about the the feminist thing about the me when after i donated to women who code i understand you know where that angst can come from like a lot of people do you know things just for clout uh but i hope uh this didn't seem like that and if it did i'm sorry uh but i'm just going to continue doing it and hopefully it becomes less about clout and you're just like oh yeah he's just low like like low-key just like uh you know sharing the profits he's making um yeah i wish people that you know that touted or spout i don't know what that verb is i wish people that claimed to make like tens of thousand dollars a month from options trading would uh donate more and i'm just trying to start that wave right like if you really made all that money you should be open to sharing some of that wealth yeah, through some sort of donation or something. I don't know. It just seems seems like a nice thing to do, given like the the, the social political climate right now. It's like, eh, you know, just if you're having an awesome month, you know, pay it forward, get some good karma, uh, not Reddit karma, but like you know, like real life karma. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Well, one more thing. I started skateboarding again. Pretty good. Uh, I can ollie, and I have a really ugly nolly. Um, I'm working on the front side with an 80. Braille skateboarding has gotten so huge. I remember watching his videos. Braille skateboarding. Uh, I remember watching his videos when I was younger in high school, when I was first started skateboarding. Uh, and that's how I got my first kickflip. And just seeing how far he's grown the brand is really inspiring, too, because he's a super... Um, well, I mean, from what I can tell, he's a super humble guy. Uh, oops, I I accidentally cursed, so I'm I, I'm gonna edit that part out. But I just wanted to say he's a really humble guy. <laughs> yeah, so keeping this PG. Um, so that's it. Uh, I'll see everybody on the uh, potentially the live stream next week, or and or podcast, or definitely the podcast. See everybody next week.